what Daffodil was at the beginning was just my creative outlet. Like mm-hmm. that's that's all I wanted it to be, that's right? Cool. So like I wanted it to be what I wanted it to be. Right. And if people don't like it, then you know, like they can go find somebody else, or I can customize what you want, but it's gonna have my twist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things like that. Um, I, I definitely wanted. I I was just hungry for for that. Well, welcome. Chef Daniel Gasper. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All day pod, of course. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks. Um, for people don't know, but we are repotting this. We have yeah. met and recorded a pod, but we're we're getting at it again. So Daffodil Culinary. Yep. This is your new private chef service, and yep. So tell me a little bit about it in your words. Um. Well, since we talked last. Um, the Which idea, was, what, like October, almost no, it was September, probably before. earlier than that because wow. I still had I still had my my white car I think. Okay, time and, flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, at least six months. Okay, yeah. so in the last six months, sometime last year, um, but yeah, the idea was for it to be kind of a personal chef, you know, business, um, but it's grown quite a bit since. Okay, um, so we started taking on bigger parties, and. Um, are now pretty much exploring the um, the catering side of things. Catering. So it's we offer both services. So I think that you, you can say it's like daffodil culinary services, right? Because we we pretty much can do anything sure. that relates to catering or on-site cooking or anything like that. And we we I mean we know your lovely wife yeah, is involved. Yeah, she helps me. She's involved anyone else? Um, right now, I have one employee. One employee. Her name is Sydney okay. uh, Ferris. She's super part time because you know, obviously, we're right. still starting. It's scattered um, out. Like yeah, when, yeah. I mean, I think it's always like that, though, yeah. right? Unless you build up the clientele. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I like this. Like these are avenues. You know, tr- people traditionally get out of like their culinary school and they go into a restaurant, right? Yeah. Or they're going to become a chef. But mm-hmm. you know, a big chunk of what you learn is about catering. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I started in catering. I think that was my my kitchen experience started in catering um, at a small cafe. Yeah, uh, called Kenny's. Yeah, it's it's always been in Austin. I've always been in Austin. So you Um, grew up in Austin. I grew up in Austin. I moved here from Mexico when I was nine years old. Yes. Um, Mom and and dad are here too. They came. Mom. Mom. Mom, Yeah. Mom is here. Um, And yeah, I mean, I've been here since. Wanted to go to culinary school, but obviously couldn't afford it. Um, and then just kind of decided to start working at restaurants, you know. And um, so you got into a restaurant when you were like 16, 17 to so, be exact. Yeah. And I was front of house. So that first gig was in, in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was like a, I want to say a friend, but it wasn't really a friend. It was just more of an acquaintance, mm-hmm. like somebody that my mom knew. Yeah, um, that was managing a restaurant. Actually, it, uh, the restaurant was called Can- uh, not Cantina Laredo, um, Nuevo León. Mm-hmm. It was Nuevo León Mexican restaurant, and they had just opened a second location in, in Circle C. Okay, um, and they were looking for somebody to you know just do front of house, and I was super green. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Um, but because the manager knew my mom, you know, he gave me a job and I started as a boss boy and then just kind of worked my way into into serving, but always hung out in the back, you know. That's I always like to hear what was the allure, what what got you ultimately to go into the back of the house. Um 
I mean, you're hanging out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's the people, the, the culture. People, right. Um, you know, like, you just, there's just something about the people at the back, you know, that you just, yeah, there is like, just click something, with. right? Yeah, <laughs> there's just something. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's shows about it. What mm-hmm. was the, the bear? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They kind of like show what's going on back there, but it's kind of chaotic, but it's also camaraderie. And, yeah. I mean, this is no secret. People have talked about it, but you know, like sometimes people they need that. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. And so, I mean, you mentioned—I mean, not to get too deep, but like, so was Dad not in the picture at all? He was—he left the picture when I was thirteen. Okay. I was a teenager. Yeah. Do you think that maybe that that's what it was? You were like looking for something, like filling filling in a space, because like, you know, like people look to mm-hmm. like you know whether you know like it's a kitchen or yeah. like a group of people to like connect because they're like you know i'm not getting this somewhere else yeah i mean i think uh, it had to have been part of it yeah. you know i think that that's just you know what it is it's like you have it or you don't yeah i, I don't know for me i don't think i i didn't grow up with like you know this l- the relationship with food that I was just like, you know, you know, you hear about these stories of like, oh, the grandma and like she used garden. to make pasta right. and like, you know, no, like for me, what was like, mom making? Well, for us, food was a necessity, right? It yeah. was like, okay, we're growing cactus in the in, in the backyard, like yeah. that's what we're eating. Yeah, um, which was, you know, now that I look back into it, I'm like, man, I should have appreciated that, you know, sure. a lot more. Well, you have, um, uh, what's the memory of like? Because there's always that when you're out playing rough when you're a kid and you're mm-hmm. coming home. And there's like that thing that you got, like, you know, your mom makes that you just love that comfort food. Yeah. There's always something. No, absolutely. I mean, I think my mom is a really good cook, in my opinion. I think she, she made a lot of my favorites, but, um, we, she used to always just make like scrambled eggs with green salsa. Yeah. Um, you know, she was good. Yeah. It was like (laughs) huevos, huevos con salsa. Um, but, um, I remember, you know, she would just go and gather the eggs from the chicken that my grandma had in our backyard. Well, that's a good memory. Yeah, and well, the, mean, yeah, that's for sure. A relationship with food. That's that's like yeah. better than you know. Maybe dad always cooked. You get true, the ch- true, straight true. from the stores. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so I mean, I think the you know, like as far as childhood, I think those are my memories. You know, just yeah. kind of my mom just doing what she she was doing in the in the kitchen. Kudos yeah. to mom. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think that. Being in the restaurant, you know, like I was never really a, a people person, so mm-hmm. I think that 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 was part of the reason why I didn't really feel like I fit into the front of the house, right? I, I mean, you have common. to be face facing, yeah. Right. What about um, now? Now I think I'm a little bit better at it. Yeah. Um, I think it's part of you know. I mean, I, I had to. I had to learn how to be better with people just because that's my my business now. Well, you know? Right. Especially with like private ship. If you're going to be invited into a home, mm-hmm. you have to be, you know, you know. Yeah. You have to be likable. You have to be personable. You have to be involved and, right. you know, be willing to answer questions and engage in conversations, which, you know, again, I had a really hard time when I was, you know, serving, but um, yeah. Yeah. So you find your crew back there, but you said always catering. Was that when you got into the back of the house eventually there? Were you guys just doing catering events and stuff? No. So what what ended up happening was, again, I hung out in the back and I asked the chef, I was like, hey, I really want to learn. You know, I mean, we were making guacamole and salsa and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, hey, I kind of I kind of want to like work back here. You know, do you have a job for me? Like, I, I want to learn how to prep the wok. I want to learn how to prep the salsa. I want to learn how to, you know, make the enchiladas. Um, 
And he was like, well, I don't have a job for you, but if you want to learn, I'm going to schedule you two days in the dish pit. Okay. And, you know, <laughs> you can get one day of prep and then right. your other two days, you're, you're front of house. And I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is the most important job to learn. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mean, you have to learn how to appreciate everything. You know, well, if you learned just... everything but that, it wouldn't matter. People would still be like yeah, this guy. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he gave me a chance. And, you know, I was just doing very, very, very light prep. Yeah. Um, and You're learning. one of the line cooks there, he was like, hey, I know this person that's hiring and whatever. So, you know, they connected me to this um little coffee shop that was doing just catering for um, Apple. Um, So it it was like a, it was like a, it was a catering company, but they catered like coffee bars and breakfast and, you know, lunch. And they also had those storefronts that are ready. Not even, we were, we were pretty much, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 But it was just kept hot. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we were making breakfast tacos and, you know, we were making like 3,000 breakfast tacos yeah. <laughs> in the morning to send to Apple yeah. uh, or Samsung. Um, it, you know, the, you make a bunch of tacos like that and on paper it can sound simple mm-hmm. if you're just like, yeah, it's potato, egg and cheese. Yeah. But when you throw in that number Dude. and you really start Dude. doing it, you're like, it does, it's going to take forever. Uh, yeah. Right. And there was, there was, when I started, it was me, we call her Mo. Um, and Alice, rest in peace, Alice. Um, she uh-huh. was a chef. And, um, you know, they just took me under their wing. And I remember the first time that I walked into that kitchen, like, I, I had no idea what I was doing, right? Sure. But, um, Intimidated. And, I, and I, I, I told her, yeah. And I told her, I was like, I don't have any experience. And she, when she interviewed me, she was like, you know, what experience do you have? And I was just like, I have none. Right. Um, I've made guacamole. Well, that's like, a move. Instead of yeah. being like playing it, like fake it till you make it. Yeah. Because then... Right. It's no, like, for sure. And I mean, she even told me, um, you know, she gave me the job. Like she, she sent me home and she was like, okay, we'll be in touch with you whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next morning I get a phone call from her and she was like, yeah, we'd love to have you, you know, be part of the team. Like, I think we, you can learn a lot. And I was like, okay, great. Right. Um, but I think it was kind of, uh, it, it, it was kind of funny because, um, when I first walked into that kitchen, like the ki- the kitchen itself was so clean, like just like pristine. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the the cleanest kitchens I've ever been in, and you know they will spend an hour before opening cleaning, oh, wow. and an hour after closing cleaning. Uh, yeah, I've not heard beforehand. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was just she wanted her kitchen to just be spotless. Like I mean, that was her. Like that was her thing. Yeah. Um, and you know I was always doing the hood vents. Like that was just part of my job when I would come in. Yeah. Um, unless we had three thousand tacos to make, you know, we weren't <laughs> we weren't cleaning an hour before that right. because we would be there at like it three grinded. in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like cleaning was like a big part of that. Um, and then she eventually, you know, allowed me and gave me a chance to, you know, be on the plancha and I was making pancakes and she used to hate me on plancha because I used to try to make every pancake like perfectly round. (laughs) And she was just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, you just like, like make pancakes are supposed to be rustic. Pancakes are supposed to be, you know, like they're not supposed to be perfectly round. Um, but you know, I just wanted, I just, I don't know, that, I guess that just kind of explains the type OCD of person yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of explains the type of person that I am. Yeah. yeah but that, that I would say that is probably a great introduction into a kitchen to like, have that be like, you know, clean, pristine. Yeah. Cause what a good example to set because mm-hmm. these kitchens get absolutely drilled oh, day dude. in and day out and they are the hardest thing 
probably in the world to kind of keep. You oh, know. dude, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, you know, I mean, I think one of I'm not gonna call it the dirtiest, but it was just one of the most challenging kitchens to keep clean. Was definitely when I was, um, I think, I worked for about eight months at Gordo's, mm-hmm. a public house. Yeah, and you know, I mean, all their food was pretty much deep fried. Right, and you know, well, you that, were, it, that's it. Yeah. The fryer. It looks like it's it's all there, but yeah. like it's floating around. Oh yeah, dude! Like it's, you would walk in and start slipping, like yeah. with because it was just so much grease and just. Yeah. You leave something like you know twenty feet away mm-hmm. from a fryer, and then like rub your finger on it, and you will have grease oh, yeah. if it's not cleaned properly. And that's uh, yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, we would have to change the oil, like like because we open for lunch and then dinner. Yeah, so we would have to change the oil. At the, like in the middle of the day, oh, that's a dangerous job. Yeah, man. Now, I mean because of the the food. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would be like, yeah. I mean, I would get sick every day. Are they still open? I think they just closed, right? Well, recently, the, I don't know the one. Uh, don't they have the truck on? Uh, they, I think they have the trucks. I think that they're still doing the trucks. But the brick and mortar on Lamar. Yeah, the public house. That's no, that one's no closed. Longer? Yeah, oh, okay, that's a bummer. I think yeah, I think I think it just closed last yeah. year. I, I know they had opened a second location on Sixth Street, and the, I mean, that where one didn't some last. other like. Go to donut spots. I mean, that was what, where are they? Because those you have to. Is there like Voodoo Donuts? That's is Voodoo that? Donuts. Yeah, but they're. I think Voodoo is just. I, I, Gordo's what they were doing at the public house. At least they were just making savory donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can get some of the classics from the trucks, and then you know you can get like a burger right. and a donut. Donuts destroy me, dude. I can't they do really do. Like, like <laughs> I don't understand how they're a morning food. I mean, I do. It makes yeah. sense, but. <clears throat> Personally, if I eat that, I'm destroyed. Like my stomach hurts. I'm like, who would do this? No, imagine eating a savory donut. Like right. just like that heavy. I remember they had a salad. It was it a was like salad? a wedge. Yeah, it was like a wedge <laughs> salad. And it was, you know, just a bunch of lettuce with deep fried bacon, chicken fried bacon, and chicken a fried. garlic donut. So it was just like a big old donut brushed with garlic butter. So what is were there greens in it? Yeah, I mean, it was like lettuce. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty gnarly. Right. That's funny. It's like it's not the dressing you have to worry about here. No, no. It's the donut. Dude, in the yeah, center. the dressing is probably the healthiest part of right. this thing. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> but, so, major, major way to to Gordo's and like what what kind of carved you because you've worked with some cool people and yeah, like. Yeah. You've uh, you also have a story with kind of like getting getting on the straight and narrow. We yeah. talked about that previously. I mm-hmm. guess we can revisit it a little bit here. But <laughs> what? Um, so did you know that you were going to just continue cooking, or was that because like you find a you find your crowd? Yeah. No culinary school that never happened. That never happened. So you keep going and around. Where did you end up? Where you started to like? Because you're on a, a path right now. Mm-hmm. A traject the trajectory is like. Yeah. Fine dining, fast casual, like that, you know, like elevated food. Yeah, let's yeah. say that. Um, I left. I mean, I, I was at that little cafe for two, almost three years. Um, and <coughs> you know, I mean, personally, I had no intention of, of leaving. Right, I was just kind of like there, and I loved what I was doing, and I loved coming in at six in the morning and being done by three or four p.m. Oh, you know, yeah. it was it was great. Um. But Alice, which was the chef, she was, um, she was, she, you know, she sat down with me and she had a conversation with me about like growing. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, like I, it's not because I want you to leave, but I just because I just I believe that you have a lot of potential, 
and I think that you're wasting your skills here. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, you know, you have, you know, a knife for detail. You are, you know, you you work very clean. You, you know, like she was just super complimentary. Right. Um, she was like, so I took the liberty of looking for jobs that I think would be a good step for you. Wow. I know. Um, she's, and, she's two for two here. Uh, Clean uh, kitchen. Yeah, dude. And trying to actually make you. Grow she was probably one of the most impactful people, like at the beginning of my. And you say she's no longer career. with us. She's not. No, oh, that's she, awful. she. Yeah, she passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, she was just like, she, she introduced me to Royal Fig. Oh yeah, and that's how I started cooking and yeah. catering. But yeah. you know, with farm to table ingredients, and right. you know, getting to know different techniques with Dan and. Um, they're still rocking and rolling. Yeah, right? dude, yeah, yeah, they're going strong. And that would be that's like full on catering. Yeah. So you learn a little, like, because you've gone from like a restaurant type thing, and then you mm-hmm. you go to uh, Royal Fig, and then you learn about whatever the co- the competitors or what else is like there in Austin. Yeah. Because everybody can know the restaurants, even For if sure. you're not cooking, but. There's Royal Fig. There's there's a handful of uh, catering places like Patrizzi or not Patrizzi's is Italian. I forget the name, but there's a handful I can't think of right yeah, now. Yeah, there's like Pink Avocado. Pink Avocado. Pink Avocado. Um, it used to be catering with a twist. That's right. Um, yeah. There's Royal there's Fig. actually tons yeah. of them if you look. Yeah, there are. Yeah, a lot of smaller ones too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I started working for Royal Fig, and obviously my mind was blown. I was like, what? Like, what right. am I doing? You're like, this is, what is sous vide? What is, you know, what is bracing? Right. What, is, what is it? So, like, it was just... Um, that's your, that's your probably, culinary school. Yeah, exactly. And and I was there for a good amount of time. Um, and, you know, eventually just kind of... I'm not going to say I got tired of catering, but I knew that I wanted to be in a restaurant. Yeah. Well, you um, hadn't really done that with your skill set no yeah it was mainly catering like i said even now that little coffee shop yeah we were selling counter service you know like breakfast sandwiches Mm -hmm. but that wasn't really anything for me Mm -hmm. um and i think it was during my my time at royal fig where you know i would hear in the conversations of like james beard awards and like these you know like these awards these stars these you know these things um and i was like you know what is this about like what is that? And, you know, started looking into that world and I was just like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like there's, there's actually a lot more out there than just, you know, catering weddings and, and, um, you know, working in a cafe. Yeah. It's a lot more than a job. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that was what pulled me into, into fine dining, like for sure. Not necessarily the, the awards or any of that. It was more of like the visuals of the food and like what it, what it looked like and what you can do with it. Right. Um, so, um, you know, like Dan, I, my first experience at Barley Swine was because I had, you know, like just like a dinner with, with Dan to talk about, you know, the catering company. Um, and I remember we had chicken testicles. <laughs> so, um, it was, curveball. yeah, right. It was, so it, it, it was just kind of a different thing, right? I was just like, whoa, what's going on? Like, this is, this right. is crazy. This world is, is, is insane. So, um, Eventually, just started looking for an opportunity at a restaurant. I didn't know many. I didn't really know people. Yeah. So I, I think I, I applied at South Congress Cafe at that point because I was like, oh, this looks like it could be fun. Yeah. Um, and ended up, where did I end up? This would have been your first kind of restaurant gig. Yeah. After you had some skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. 
I mean, you've made it pretty far. I can't remember anything. Yeah, honestly, I can't. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was also, <laughs> it was also kind of like spiraling out of control, right? With my with my personal life. So I mean, a lot of uh, so, a lot of those times are a blur. Oh, really? So like mm-hmm. during these these times where you're learning at, with Royal Fig, you were like, that was combined with just, I mean, what starts with having fun, yeah. drinking. I don't know if there's other like substances involved, but then it started to kind of, did it ever affect work or did you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I, we talked about it, but I mean, it's not on here, but like, so that got out of hand, but was it out of hand then? It wasn't out of hand when I was at Royal Fig. So actually what ended up happening is... We're, and we're talking about drinking and drugging. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, just addiction. Um, or the like the usual right. in, in, in our industry. Um, but when I was... I think I was with Royal Fig for about two years. And then um, we, uh, like my ex-wife, I, I was married before. Um, we we went through a divorce and I was like, you know what? I'm going to move out of the city. And I went to San Antonio. Uh-huh. Um, easy then, divorce? Yeah, super sailor. easy. Yeah. No kids. It's no, kinda, no kids. Kind of easy that way. <laughs> yeah, it was more of like a separation. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, you know, it was good. It was friendly, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was when I went to San Antonio that I met this other girl and it just kind of, you know, current, I was like current lady. No, no, no. It was oh, okay. a different one. And, um, she was, she was more into like, you know, like she was a bartender. So she was like, you know, staying out after, um, after work. And like, she but, started inviting me and like all these things. And well, my guess is I'm just guessing mm-hmm. because you said, Oh, it's, you know, I get there at six, get out at three. So you are, you, you're not a late night guy. I wasn't. She, um, cha- she changed. You? Well, I think it was just like the idea. So I, I, when I went to San Antonio, I was like, you know, I just don't want to be in the same city as my ex. Oh, so course, I yeah. moved we need to, to change, San Antonio, right? and I was like, oh, well, I want to see what the culinary scene is over there because maybe I can find a restaurant yeah. that I like that I can w- go work at. Um, my brother was also living in San Antonio because he yeah. was going to UTSA, uh, so it was just kind of an easy, you know, like yeah, good reasons. way out. Yeah. yeah, got support uh, out there for sure, and yeah. then. You know, I went from just being super responsible, super like, you know, in line with my work um, to discovering more of like the late night vibes, right? Because I mean, right. like I didn't have an AM job over there. Right. I took a PM job and I didn't want to, but that's just what, what was available at the time for my skill set. Um, and, you know, I was just helping run this little tapas bar and... Um, it turned into a nightclub at 11 p.m. Wow, while you yeah. were working there. Yeah. So or, it was like, did it, was it always a nightclub at 11 p.m.? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, so it was just kind of like a like a hybrid, right? Like, yeah. so during the day, it was a restaurant at 11 p.m., restaurant Dangerous closed. Stuff. Yeah. And then it turns into a nightclub. If you work at Gordo's, you're going to eat the, eat the donuts. <laughs> if you work in a nightclub, you're going to start. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to meet people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what happened. That's how I met this other girl. Yeah. And, you know, just started thinking like, oh, why am I so uptight? Like, why am I so, you know, so responsible? Like, fuck that. Like, let's well, just, like, let's just ex- experiment. You know, it's like your pancakes, right? Yeah. You want them all circular, <laughs> same size. Yeah. So, and then you're starting to be like, I need to live a little. Exactly. That's okay. exactly what happened. So you kind of questioned yourself because there's actually nothing wrong. I don't think with no, making no, no. the pancakes uniform. <laughs> um, maybe she wanted it more quick, but like, Probably. so, um, so, yeah, but that leads down, you know, what, you know, like, I mean, so it's like that combination. You're doing something that you know. Mm-hmm. So you're a morning person naturally. 
And then you start doing these late night things, then you kind of get into some... I get lost, yeah. Yeah, did you get in trouble, or were you just fucking up? Honestly, I've I've had a lot of really good luck with yeah. with getting in trouble, right? Like well, that's, I, that's dangerous, right? It is. Because if is. you're functioning and you don't get in trouble, it's it gets worse and worse. That can get worse and worse and kind of like... You know, be very evasive. And then when you do get in trouble, it's like, whoa, dude, yeah, you're a fuck up. (laughs) No, for sure. And so, like, I mean, I thought, like, you were, I thought you were talking about legal trouble. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, like, both, both. You know, I think I like to draw the, I've heard before, you know, with alcohol or substances, like, Mm -hmm. sure, go ahead, do it, have fun. But, like, the minute you, like, it affects your life negatively. Yeah. And you don't go, oh, well, shit, I should cut that out. Yeah. And you continue to do it. It's like maybe there's a problem there. For sure. And, I mean, I think it was – I found out that I had a problem fairly quick. Yeah. Um, did you identify that? Because that's a big step to identify. I did, but I was still surrounding myself with the people that were kind of encouraging. So it's behavior. really easy to yeah. go, yeah, I got a problem. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Like, <laughs> I'm still 24. Like, right. I don't care. You know, I have, the, I the have a whole life ahead of me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the next thing you know, you're 30, right? And you're like, yeah. where, where did six years go? Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, I identified it fairly quickly and I moved back and I actually had talked to Dan and he he gave me my job back. Okay. And um, you know that's danced, oh, Chef Dan Stacy. Yeah, yeah, Chef Dan Stacy. Um, and by that time, I was already just kind of going down a spiral, right? So like, I, I totally let him down. Um, and I didn't. So you know, he did meet take you back. He did because I mean, I, the first time I didn't leave on bad terms. He knew that I was going through a right. divorce, and he knew that I wanted to, like a change. And he he actually told me not to leave. But then when um, he invited you back, yeah. and that uh, was welcomed. You then now feel like you let him down at that time? Oh, I, I let him down once I came back, like as far as performance. And, you know, I was already in my mindset of like, like, you know, partying and right. drinking and, you know. So did you sneaking revert? Sneaking booze. Yeah. Uh, to in, uh, Royal Fig? You yeah. Were, oh, yeah. Yeah. My backpack, my backpack had booze, like, yeah. you know, pretty much every other day. Did you revert back to being like an AM guy? And then, or were you, did you like adapt that um, night nightlife? <laughs> I tried because when he came, he, when he when I came back, he he actually put me in charge of his limited service part of the catering, um, which is just kind of like building you know trays. Or but he like, trusted you and he put you he in did. charge. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually had a trainee under my wing, and so um, you know, like I think that <laughs> I think the the trainee. I honestly don't remember his name um, anymore, but um, you know, he saw me like. Yeah, fucked up. You know, right. like he saw me like up, like falling off my motorcycle, and I was coming up to wow. to work and and not things good. like that. No, yeah. not good. Um, and a lot of times I was like, how the fuck did I get to work? You know, is this um, does this lead to where you started to decide you needed to make changes with your life? Yeah, 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 for sure. It took me a while. It took yeah. me a while because I, I think I went through a lot of, well, I'm not, not, I don't think. I know I went through a lot of jobs. Um, yeah. just kind of being in that mindset and just you know like. I, when you're doing that, you weren't yeah, looking. everything's so disposable, right? Like you can convince yourself experience too. Like you could For argue sure. that you're having fun. I mean, I'm sure this is how it could be justified. Mm-hmm. And you're working here, and you're working here, and you're getting experience because, like, experience is experience, right? Yeah. But it sounds like you were jumping around because you were 
like making bad decisions. Yeah, getting made, yeah. getting caught in what you were doing, and then getting let go. Possibly, For sure. yeah, yeah, which is not good, right? No, you it's build not. A reputation, yeah, and it's that's a big deal. It right? is, it is, especially in this town. Everybody knows each other, right? and everybody knows like this guy that worked here that now works yeah. there. Like, yeah, I, mean, I still run into a lot of people that I've worked with like over the last fifty years. Oh yeah, and that's not just talk, like and like you know it, I know it, mm-hmm. but like you could be listening to this and. Delaware and yeah. like you know like it sounds like oh yeah everybody knows you reputation but like there is something about Austin yeah. where it's like big city but small town oh, vibes man. yeah and like everybody kind of does know everybody yeah really for sure <laughs> like yeah. it's not for sure it's not just something we're saying it's kind of crazy no the circle the circle of the industry is very small like everybody just talks yeah and, and it's I mean, I think that's awesome. Also great. No, it is. It is. I mean, you can be so connected and supported in things like we're talking about today. You know, the daffodil culinary. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, I I let a lot of people down and it was just kind of a path that I was on for about six years. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I eventually, you know, met my wife. Yeah. Now. And you guys um, met with Chef Philly? Yeah. So I actually um I used to hang out at the coffee shop called Monkey Nest, which is right across the street from yeah. or, or, where where Bonami was. So and Bonami let's just walk people yeah. through because it's completely gone now. Yeah, for sure. But it was on Burnett and um across there was like Lucy's fried chicken, mm-hmm. Monkey Nest. That's not Hat there. Creek. That's not there. Hat Creek is yeah. there. Monkey Nest is still there. Yeah. yeah. So that's like you um but it popped up and it's on the corner in like a strip mall and there's like apartments up yeah. above and Chef Philip had come from was it St. Phillips or what was the timeline there? I honestly have never really asked him directly yeah. of like like what was because I know he was pretty much what MIA for for quite a, quite some time after well, when he did all Phillip. the Uchi and then yeah. all this trouble and then exactly, like yeah. started to gain his footing but he opened that spot which looked really cool. He did. And it was a really cool spot. But um, how long was it lived? And you have a story within this but like yeah. that it it came and it went and it's gone. Yeah. Boom, gone. Yeah. I think it was a total of 15 months. Yeah. And, and like 15 and some of that was like getting it set up. Yeah. Or like it was yeah. like it wasn't open for service the whole no, 15 no, no, months. No, no, no. I, um yeah, I mean I don't know exactly what What a tease. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, no, so just seriously. I mean I you know, I we joke around my wife and I um and we're always like, man, where, where should we go get you know dinner tonight? Right. Oh, man, Bonami would be so perfect. Right? Bonami would be great. I mean, you're not wrong though, right? <laughs> no, right. for sure. It had I think it had something for everybody. Um but yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I used to hang out at Monkey Nest because I lived in that area. And um, I remember seeing the neon, which lives in my house now, by the way. Um, <laughs> but the neon that said Bonamy on it. Um, and um, I was like, I wonder what that is. And like, you know, I started looking it up and I, you know, Google, it was fairly new. So nothing would come up on Google yeah, even. Yeah. So I just remember walking in one day, just, you know, trying to see what it was. Noticed that it was a restaurant. And I was like, I want to work here. Right. Um, and it's funny because I got hired like after my stage. Um, and I um, I came across Philip and I was just like, he looks so familiar. And I was like, what do I know him from? And then I realized that he used to work at Technar, which Technar. was a skate shop okay. uh, right there off of the, uh, it was on the drag pretty much. Insert 90s hip hop. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Um, and he was working at a skate shop and I used to skate. So um, I remember coming up to him and I was like, 
did you work at Technar? <laughs> he was just like, yeah. I was like, okay, because you look familiar. Okay. He was like, okay. All right. <laughs> that was just kind of our, that was our conversation, like our first interaction. Um, but then obviously, you know, just having that background, we kind of connected. Yeah. And we're still for friends sure, to right? this day. Yeah. Those are, that's also a, a spoken language, like mm-hmm. skaters, like that's a whole Dude, thing. Dude, it is. Yeah, it is. It's very similar. I think there's a lot of crossover. For sure. You know, you guys know what you're doing and yeah, I find that in the kitchen too. Mm-hmm. So, and then you start working with him and yeah. I, mean, I guess you could fill us in on what happened there because we, I do remember this kind of story. Like you, he had worked with you. He's really working with you. You were doing really well. Yeah. And you um, kind of blew a pretty large opportunity. For sure. I mean, I, I was on and off, you know, I, I think that having Philip be sober while I was working there helped a lot. Right? He's always sober while you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, he he had found his footing in sobriety for sure. Cleaned up his life. For and, sure, for yeah. sure. Um and you know, I remember just I, I think just having him in the restaurant was just kind of a one, he was intimidating to yeah. me. Yeah. Um but also there was just something that I looked up to, right? Like it was just like, man, he's he's doing it. The sobriety part. Sobriety part and just like, you know, him owning a restaurant. Like that that looked yeah. the way that it did and that was running the way that it did. Like I you know, I just like that. That was like Bonami is definitely one of those places that's just gonna always hold a special place in my yeah. heart. Um well, well let me ask you real quick, mm-hmm. because when you are bouncing around jobs and you're saying you know, and you're saying it's because of your behavior, for lack of better words. Um, are you saying to yourself, I got to quit drinking? Oh, yeah. I got to quit drinking. So you're, For sure. And, and are you in the, that vicious, nasty cycle of saying it over, like whatever, once a week, once mm-hmm. a day, once a month, but then just, you know, failing yourself? Because that's that's awful, like self-talk. Oh, it, yeah. And so you're you're saying that, and you're watching him, and you're you're like, in admiration for sure okay um yeah i mean i was telling myself that a lot and and i was going on and off you know i was sober a month and then i would go binge and then it was, I was those sober. are great months my guess dude yeah they yeah. were they were great and the, it's you know, funny the, right one of those things that that would that philip would point out was like you know you're just you're doing so great and then you just fucking crash like what's going on Have you heard the expression, it tastes like chicken? I want to tell you about the highest rated chicken farm in the South. Greener Pastures Chicken raises organic, pasture-raised birds in Elgin that the top chefs in Central Texas have been putting on their customers' plates like it's nobody's business. They're USDA certified organic, non-GMO project verified, real organic project certified, certified humane, and go Texan. They're in the final stages of becoming the first poultry farm nationwide to obtain regenerative organic certified status. You heard that right. They're humane, they're sustainable farmers, and they are the chicken of choice for the top chefs in Central Texas. For those of you who love to cook at home, you can pick up locally Greener Pastures Chicken at People's RX and Dias Market, or you can have it shipped to your home courtesy of Farmhouse Delivery. It doesn't just taste like chicken. Then you just fucking crash. Like, what's going on? Did he know what was going on with you? Were you transparent? I'm sure he knows. I'm, I'm sure he knew. Yeah. He never made it obvious, to, like, to my face, right? right. He was never... You know, but he, you guys he, weren't on that level where you were like, hey, no. I'm fucking around with drinking. I can't stop. No, no, no. I... I I think part of it was just me, like you know, just being a little embarrassed to sure. tell something like that to somebody that I look up to. Well, right? also in a sense, you're idolizing him, even though he yeah. is a peer. I mean, he's you know he's be more successful yeah. at that time, and 
Yeah, you don't want to make yourself look like a no, a, not at all, dude. Like when in that's the reality, last thing I wanted. In reality, that would have been the last thing you would have looked like. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. especially yeah, right. You know, with his background. Um, but you know, it was just towards the end of Bonamy. Um, you know, it was just one of those weeks where I, I think I had just come out of. Um, I had just come out of binging and I was doing well. And, you know, he, he sat down with me and he, he asked me if I would be interested in running the place. I was washing dishes and he was back there with me. Right. And, um, and I was just like, oh man, like, you know, that'd be cool. Like, why not? Um, so there was talks about promoting me and the guy that was, um, you know, we were just kind of like him and his name is Tim. Um, we were, we were super tight. Um, I mean, we're still talking, we, you know, we, we still consider each other friends, but, um, you know, we were just talking about like, Oh, what if we ran this together? What if you were the sous chef? What if I was a CDC? So and the opportunity yeah. came up. Right. right. Um, so I went home that night and I couldn't sleep. And it was like, I mean, I was I was waking up fairly early because, I mean, I was spending 16, 15, 16 hours at the restaurant every yeah. day. I mean, and that's um, like an important piece of the story yeah. that you just like sprinkle in there. But like you have to think about it. You're still finding time to get fucked up yeah. <laughs> or take a month off, but you're working like crazy. And that's, yeah. that's a lot. Like, and people, you know, people are aware of it. Like it, yeah. it's... It's hard to imagine, and uh, yeah, I, and I don't know, I don't know what it is about, you know, restaurants that just pull certain people in that yeah. way. Like, you know, I remember my brother was getting married, and I told him that I couldn't go to his wedding because I had to work that day. Yeah, and he was just like, I mean, he was obviously upset, and he was just like, "Stop fucking working so much!" Like, you know, you're like I'm getting married, and you're my only like sibling, and like blah blah blah. And I was just like. Dude, so no. I actually ended up making some time during my work day to go to his wedding, and I came back and closed and that night. Went back to work. Yeah. The, um, you know, what is you know, it's like people when they get in that kitchen mindset, or like you know, they have their role to play in a place to make it, you know, to grease the wheels and yeah. keep going. It's like you feel like you can't, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like you feel like you can't step away, and I think that that's what. I mean, do you still do that, or have you made it a priority to say, "I need to know how to like delegate things or step away when the time is right"? Because it is important, right? And like, yeah. I think it's common that people are just like, "Oh, it can't run without me." There's no way. Yeah, I think part of it is proving your worth. You know? I think that that's part, like, a big part of it. Like, you, you can't miss a beat. No, you know? because I mean, if something happens, you know, they're going to come after you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think that's part of it. But also, I think my my obsession with how things were when I wasn't there, I think like it was. It, I guess you can so say you, a little bit of a control freak, right? When you take a day off, you come back, and you're fucking moving this back. Yeah, and the exactly. Mandolin, why is it here? I was like, why didn't this get ordered? Like, you know, what's yeah. going on? Um, so I think it was just like maybe you can probably even call it mistrust on your team, right? Like you don't yeah. trust the people that are there I, when you're not. Uh, the way you're describing it, I think it would fall under a character flaw, yeah, right? Because you got to sure. like you got to deal with uh, when life deals it out. Like if they didn't order something, you got to learn how to adapt, not yeah. just be there not and just work be, yourself. Exactly, and I think that that's a mistake that I, 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 me myself, I'm sure there's plenty of people that do this to themselves, but okay. um, you know, I think that it's fairly common in the industry just to you know, and I think that's also implanted in your brain, right? Like when 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 you're starting as a young cook. And you see that the chef is always there, and he's the one telling you, "Hey, yeah. you, you need to, like if you want to be on this station, then you come in, 
before anyone else and you leave after everyone else. And like that just kind of becomes a thing, right? Like, well, and what's the saying? I mean, like if you want something done right, do it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's some truth to it. There is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so it's kind of difficult. Some you know? people like some people like me, you know, obsess over something like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I also think that that has to do with my addictive behavior. You know, like just yeah. I, I, you could pretty much say that I was a workaholic because I enjoyed. I truly, as much as I was tired and I hated, you know waking up in the mornings yeah. and things like that. I loved what I was doing and I wanted to be there. Well, I so, mean, that's awesome to yeah. have the passion, but like also when you have the momentum, mm-hmm. that's like why I disrupt it. Exactly. And yeah. when you're, when you, when you, when you have somebody that you look up to say, Hey, I want to promote you. You're like, Oh dude, I'm fucking working even harder. You yeah. know what well, like, like what's better than going? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For sure. Um, and that was the validation that I, you know, that I guess I was looking for, right. um, which probably comes back to the same thing that we were talking about my dad, right? Like, I didn't have them around to validate me for anything. So maybe that's what. Sure. In the back of my mind. No, yeah. So totally. Like something like that. Now, you met and your your wife was, not at the time, Mm -hmm. you had met her while working there, right? Yeah. So we actually worked together the entire time. Okay. Um, But we didn't start dating until a month before Bonami closed. Okay. Or a month or two, I think. I can't remember exact dates. Um, Don't tell Isaac that. <laughs> she knows I have, I have a problem. Remember. Radio edit, <laughs> right? I don't know what um, happened to that part of the car. <laughs> Why did you just get cut off? <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know we we had met, we had been coworkers for a while. All right. Um, she was actually the floor manager, which was I guess like a step down from AGM. Yeah, more like a server lead, I guess. Sure. Um, and. You know, I mean, I always thought she was attractive, but I never thought anything of it. I was just kind of caught up in my own world and sure and whatnot. But um, but yeah, it was uh, Tim actually. <laughs> he was just like, you know, Dan, you like you should date her. Like, I think you guys would be good for each other. Whatever. Um, I think he was just trying to instigate and you know just trying to hook me up. Yeah. Um, and that joke kind of just became a thing. A thing, you know, that we so would just she caught wind of it. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, she was part of it too. You know, she would come up and whatever. So one day, I That's finally, fun. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it just kind of naturally happened, which was right. kind of cool, right? Um, but yeah, we started texting, and and you know, one thing led to another, and then I, I, you know, I told her that I was going to get promoted. She was super happy for me. Um, she also knew that I had a problem with alcohol because, you know, she had been there a couple times to pick me up after work when I was mm-hmm. fucking passed out on the floor and things like that. And that's the kind of shit that was happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and again, it was on and off, right? Like, it was just like two or three weeks were great. Right. And then fucking a whole week was just like binge. Well, I mean, sometimes I think that's how it happens, right? There's like cold turkey or yeah. there's like this, you know, tapering yourself. Because like you've got to find your footing, mm-hmm. right? You quit for a month, you go back. But like there's like one month that you quit, you're going to be like, I got it this time. Yeah. Right. Or something awful happens and you just got to quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, something awful awful had already happened to me because I had been in a motorcycle accident, which, you know, I still limp from it. God damn. Um, I know, dude. That's so, scary. you know, that had happened to me. I had a lot of close calls with the cops and, you know, I, I never got arrested, like, you know, things like that, yeah, which is which is weird and crazy. <laughs> somebody, somebody up there is definitely looking after me. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like I had had those instances happen and I just didn't know when to stop. Right. And, um, and so back to Philly, Ashu, mm-hmm. 
You're getting promoted here. You yep. got a great opportunity. And this was kind of the pivotal point, right? Am, I, am I right? Am yeah. I remembering this yeah, correctly? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, you know, he asked me if I would be interested, and I said yes. Then I kind of decided to go on a celebratory That's right. know, binge. That's right. Yep. Um, and, you know, on my interview day, I was I was sitting outside on the street in my car, and I was just pounding four locos. Before um, before the interview. Before the interview. Because I had yeah, because I had stayed up all night drinking yeah. and I was just like, Oh dude, I look like shit. Dude. Yeah. Like I can't show up like this and then Imagine uh, that thought process. Dude, this will be perfect. <laughs> I know, let me, right? Let me get balanced. But down it here. happens. It's like, oh okay, my I think I'm slurring a little too much. I need I need a I need right. to down another one. I, I'm slurring too much. I need to <laughs> I need more. Right. <laughs> God, Let's yeah. balance this out. <laughs> wow. Um but yeah, you know, I I, I was sitting outside um, of the restaurant in my car and I was just pounding a four loco and I was just like, fuck, I can't do this. So I started coming up with any excuse that I could, right? Just oh. to like get out of it and, and hopefully reschedule. Um, and then I remember texting him saying something about my brother being you know, sick, you know, just bullshit that just comes up to you when, when you're, when you're in that mindset. Um, and you know, I, I, I passed out. <laughs> I passed that's, out of my car. That's, yeah. yeah, and so like I woke up a few hours later to like a bunch of text messages, and you know he was trying to get a hold of me, and like where, where was I? Was I okay? And like, yeah, you but know, you were there. I was there. I mean, yeah. you couldn't see my car because right. I parked. You know, I made sure that nobody could see that can yeah. for local right. <laughs> when they were walking by. Um, so yeah, I, I was hiding, but I was still at the restaurant. Right, um, and. I just I left. I drove away, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I don't have a face to you know t- to see him. Like you're I just, ashamed. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was I was very ashamed. Um, and then I went home and you know passed out. And then Sarah, she already you know, I think she she had a key to my apartment at that point. Um, and you know she she came in. I remember kind of waking up in the middle of my like you know drunkenness, and she was yelling at me about something. Right. And I was just like you know like uh, like whatever it doesn't matter. Like my life's crumbling anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Um, you know. So I just kind of want to write it out. But I think what ended up happening and the moment that everything just kind of clicked was when she said, um, you know, like she could have easily just been like, dude, I don't want to deal with this. Like. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Like, I don't want to see you again, whatever. But instead, she was like, I'm going to help you. You're going to move in with me. Your lease ends in about a month. So fuck this apartment. You're going to stay with me and we're going to figure this out. And that was just like the point where I was just like, what? Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's yeah, not, you know, part. that's not what you expect. No, not at all. Right. I mean, you expect you're fucking up. You expect yeah. everybody to tell you exactly that. Yeah. The last thing is that you find your attractive lady to say, "Oh, cool. Let's let's figure this out." Yeah. And so there's a reason why you're still with her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that that was the one. I mean, that's just I'm. I'm. You know, she knows. I'm super thankful for for her, like for her as right. a person. I bet she's but, like. Doing that, she's like, "Well, if I do this, I'll, uh, he'll always owe me." I'm good to go. <laughs> like, remember, yeah, there's no way to get out of it, right? right. Remember when yeah. I invited you? So, but. that's funny. Um, yeah, I know, but you know, she and I ask her. I'm like, "Why? Like, why? Why didn't you just walk away from that? Like, I would want to deal with something yeah. like that." She's just like, "I mean, I knew that you're a different person, you yeah. know." Like, so she yeah, she, that's she believed like in me. The beautiful side of it, yeah. Like, and everybody's looking for that person. Yeah, tricky to find. Them. And um, 
yeah, we got married six months after that. Yeah. And, you know, we so we just kind of knew. Did you quit drinking then, though? Yeah. that was, Like, it was just cold turkey that day. Okay. So you, that was... Or the next day, I think. Because so I actually, I think I might have snuck one or something. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But either way, that yeah. was like the kind of turning point where uh, you could call it rock bottom, the, the, the yeah. whatever... And I'm sure, were you able to then articulate that to Chef at the time? Well, um, so what ended up happening was I, I left. I didn't talk to anybody. And then um, a week later during brunch service, you know, they say this is the last service that we're having. And I, I know oh, this through Sarah. Yeah, okay. And so like they kind of closed or they didn't kind of, they, right. they closed. Any plans for anything after that? Like, did you guys have anything set up? No, I don't think. I mean, I, I didn't. I was just, one, I was going through withdrawals. So I was shaking all week. Yeah. Were um, you really? From yeah. like alcohol? Or is it alcohol or any other substances? No, it was just alcohol. Wow. Yeah. I'm drinking a lot. Dude, I was drinking a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, I actually remember... Um, during my second, I had two motorcycle accidents. The, the second one was the worst, but dude, that is scary shit, yeah. man. I'm glad you don't drink. Anymore. Yeah, dude. Um, but my my second visit to the hospital, um, you know, due to a motorcycle accident, I remember waking up because I mean I wasn't wearing a helmet when I you know ran into the you know yeah just ran into this car. I like flew over the trunk and then hit mm-hmm. my head in the pavement and then woke up in the hospital. Oh my God, but I remember just kind of like you know waking up a little bit and just dozing off and they were asking me what i drank and i was like whiskey and like i passed out again and um my wristband like the the hospital thing i, I guess i didn't have my id or my wallet or something i don't know but my nickname was whiskey wow <laughs> did that <laughs> um, stick in any other areas of your life or did it end there no it didn't <laughs> that's <laughs> it didn't a good yeah. nickname <laughs> I don't, right right but um but yeah i mean you know it, it, when i think back to it, it it's it's funny that you know self-harm or i wouldn't call it self-harm but yeah like self-sabotage for sure. yeah self-sabotage but just dealing with motorcycle accidents that were you know like to anybody i mean i'm sure they're traumatic right but even that wasn't like if, even that wasn't a motive for me to stop which yeah. which kind of scares me right but because like it actually took bonomy closing for me to realize like dude i fucked up it wasn't an accident. It was like a restaurant that I dearly loved closing. Yeah. I think it's like you're so numb, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're ultimately drinking and doing drugs, you're burying anything, any emotions that matter. Yeah. And then, um, you know, to break through, like all these things, you know, you have to have a lady say, hey, I'm here for you. That's not a, the norm. And then the restaurant closes, not the norm. Yeah. And then finally you're like, oh, wow, I, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't have any plans, but you know, what ended up happening, she, 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 I think she took a couple of weeks off and then ended up looking for a job just like as a server, just to try to, you know, work her way up into, mm-hmm. into management again. And you worked um, some cool jobs and met some cool people. From, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I went, I think I was, I went through withdrawals that first week and like, I think it was 10 days into, into like my sober, my, like my newfound sobriety right. that, um, I applied at Barley's wine. Yeah. Um, and there you go, full circle. And right? then that's just kind of where everything took off and, yeah. it, and it was great. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then barley swine is so uh, neat because the Jack Allens and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I've said this to you. I want that pod to happen, father son stuff. That would be so cool, dude. Wouldn't it? Right? Yeah. I mean, like, it'd and, be interesting because I feel and, like they're just so different. They're so different. Chef Brian is very, Brian, right? Uh, Bryce. Bryce. A very, um, he's introverted, right? Yeah. And I've been told that, but I'm like, well, let's get dad on. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's it's funny because I remember working at the restaurant and he was running the pass, Bryce. Um, and, you know, like just some random people sometimes would be like, oh my God, especially after like the James Beard nominations. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, can I take a picture with you? And he was just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, like you could tell he felt like a little, a little out of place. Like he doesn't like the attention like that. Yeah. No. And I've asked him, um, and and I know what's going on. You know, there's like going to be a, a right opportunity. Yeah, it's like no point in continuing to ask. But I do think that <laughs> Dad could soften. Oh, dude, yeah, the situation. Like, Son, yeah, like a come on, yeah, let's, let's go for a ride. <laughs> right, um, but such a cool thing they're yeah. doing, and I don't think a lot of people know that that's a father son thing. No, I don't think they do. I, I think I didn't know honestly when, right. until I started working there. Yeah. And Jack Allen's is just murdering it and like barley swine is like just constantly for years, right? Yeah. They're consistent, they're all over the place, been successful. And then barley swine when you think like elevated cooking here in Austin, mm-hmm. that's one of the first ones in the top yeah. 5 that people would mention. For sure. Yeah. It's an OG, it's delicious, it's I think it's that Jeffrey's uh, Jeffries is is the OG. Yeah, right? that that one is the OG. Um, but you know, there's obviously a lot more coming to the scene. Well, and then it sorry. actually gets hard to say because like Uchi was like there was Uchi, some really yeah, right, Uchi. yeah dominating names, but like we have a lot of really cool places yeah. now. So and ultimately, you're now doing with your wife mm-hmm. Daffodil Culinary, where you're offering catering as well yeah. but you're going into homes and cooking for homes like meal prep stuff like that because it's a whole slew of things that people might want right yeah so i actually you know i i never i think everything just kind of happened quickly because you know i i had barely done a couple of events with you know as daffodil um before i started taking on bigger ones mm-hmm. um and you know, it, it it was challenging because I, you know, I, I had the idea of it just being like a personal chef service. I, I think what what Daffodil was at the beginning was just my creative outlet. Like mm-hmm. that's that's all I wanted it to be. That's right. Cool. So like I wanted it to be what I wanted it to be. Right. And if people don't like it, then you know, like they can go find somebody else. Or I can customize what you want, but it's gonna have my twist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things like that. Um I, I definitely wanted I I was just hungry for for that. Um, And, you know, I was working under MRI hospitality at that point Mm -hmm. um, at at Fairground. So I was, you know, I was running Hembed and TLV and, um, you know, it was just kind of like my way of like trying my hand at, you know, at what I would see as fine dining. Um, And again, you know, I wanted it to be kind of like very targeted to that, but I found out fairly quickly that, you know, you have to, you have to just, you, you have to be humble. <laughs> mm-hmm. You you know, I, I was humbled. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to have, right. You have to, I mean, you have to like cater to You have people. to understand people. Yeah, yeah. Like, because ultimately, you know, the people are paying your, 
your bills. Well, right. It's like, yeah, it's it's the food that they're choosing to eat. And if they don't, they're not responsive yeah. or they don't get it, they mm-hmm. may love it. But if you can't sell them on it, because you need to become a salesman, you exactly. need to pitch your brand. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we started just kind of like focusing on that. And then, you know, there was people that would come along the way and say, hey, you know what? I really liked your food and like it's beautifully presented, but I think that this could be better over here. So can I hire you to do a bigger event. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, how many people? Oh, 30. Okay, great. Um, and we we just kind of stuck to that, right? Like, so now... 30 is a lot. 30 is a lot. Yeah. Um, now our cap is 40. Um, and we're, like I said, just due to, to to opening my mind up a little bit more to to what it can be. Right. I, I don't call myself a personal chef anymore. Yeah. Daffodil is not really a personal chef company. Um but it's also not really a caterer, yeah. right? It's kind of in that weird in between. So, yeah, but that's that's kind of what you're yeah. saying. I'm doing my thing, and it's actually kind of perfect because that's my experience, right? Like I can bring restaurant style food, and with my catering experience. Well, I mean, and that's the best. If yeah. that is who you are, and that's exactly what you've made yeah. your business, then what what else could be better than yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now we we target micro weddings, which is a thing. I didn't learn that term micro until, weddings yeah, until okay. a couple of months ago. But micro weddings are a thing, which you know means just, no more than forty people usually. Okay, um, and wow. a lot of times they're looking for like high end things, and you know what. Uh, would simply argue that that's probably how most weddings should be. Right? Why would you want to? <laughs> yeah, like not with 200 people that you haven't met in years. And yeah. who are you? You know, it's like, yeah that's, yeah, that's cool though. That's fun. I had one person at my wedding and that was Philip Spear. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's not a lot. Yeah. He signed, he was a witness and he was our photographer. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. He, he, he used uh, his new iPhone for, for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um, but, so Daffodil Culinary, you know, like where can you find it? You have your a website, you have Instagram, yep. and is you know, you're just looking for people to book and, and use you and reach out to you. Where where do people hit you up? Um so we have a website, we have Instagram, we have Facebook. Um I just you know, we're we're just trying to to test our, you know. Right, our our social media skills because we you know I'm not very good at it, um, but they can definitely find um, you know pictures of, of some of the stuff that we do, some of the you know some of the food that I put out um, on my Instagram. Um, the website is still kind of a work in progress. It, it's it's there for people to you know to get information and kind of get the basics of of what we do. Right, um, but. You know, it's 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 still. I feel like it still has a long way to go. It, this is something that I made myself, and you know, I I'm kind of my wife still has a full time job, so I you know all this falls on me, right? And I'm you know I'm kind of just handling everything from you know back end things to like hiring a one employee and right. you know doing website things. And Are things you like going to be doing events? I mean, like, how can you promote yourself? Like, like the Field Guide Festival. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something we're like. If you were to participate, you can be, you know, well, what are you, you know, because you don't have a brick and mortar for people to drive by. No, no, no. You know what I mean? And right now, it's word of mouth. Yeah. It's like social media. But like, are you involved with anything coming up? And No, I, I wish I was. Well, if, yeah, you yeah, should, right? For like, sure. And I mean, I think that that's part of part of my learning curve, right? Like just finding connections that yeah. that, that can lead to something like that. Um, you know, like the... Right now, what what I do, or somebody that supported 
Daffodil, like a lot, has been royal fig. Yeah. They've been like super, super kind. Kristen and, and Dan. Like, That's you know, good. Yeah. So I was genuinely curious because like you'll see like the new pizza place open and then you'll see the Hunt Brothers like testing it, giving recommendations because it's like a camaraderie, yeah. not a cutthroat. Oh, you're opening a new pizza place across the street. We're not sharing any secrets. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was wondering because... When I was thinking, I know you say it's different than like private chef, but like, mm-hmm. like you get down to like a private chef is like an individual and yeah. like restaurants or corporations, they've like maybe learned to, to get along with people or be more like socially acceptable. But like yeah. naturally people just want to be like, Toe, I got to get my, I got to get my foot in the door and like, yeah. I'm going to step all over you. And I'm glad to hear you said that because I was yeah. like, are the like private chef services supportive of one another? And like, if you can't do something, hey, go to Royal Fig. And, yeah, like, I I'll be honest. I think that the private or personal chef industry like bubble mm-hmm. of the of the restaurant industry is a little bit more competitive with each other because I mean, yes, you know, a that's lot what of them, I'm th- thinking. Because yeah, I mean, a lot of them are just working by themselves. Yeah, and you know, they're shopping and like you know, you've got Gather and Forge. Mm-hmm. You've got the Austin Art. Person. You've got who else? Do you the have? cultured chefs. Okay, see, um, I, I know those. Eversoul two. Culinary. Okay, um, there's another one that's that I feel like comes up. Oh, like that's Keto Chef is that Max. Chef Dan the Eversoul. Uh, Eversoul is Dan. Yeah, that De Castro. Yeah, Castro. That guy's cool. Yeah, he worked at Uchi. <laughs> yeah, Uchiko. Yeah. And then there's that Josh Weisman. Who, yeah. Have you met him? I've never met him, but I know okay. that I know that Dan knows him, and I actually texted Dan the other day, and I was just Very like, "Dude, weird. it's so cool that you know him." Like, I was like, I'd love to connect. <laughs> I'm like unable to sleep right night. Right, I'm watching videos, trying to fall asleep Dude, watching Weissman, and then like it gets to the end of video, and there's Dan, and I'm like. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, what do we- I had no idea. Yeah, it's cool. It, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know, like apparently he's opening a restaurant here in Austin. No so, shit. Yeah. Well, how fucking cool is that? So hopefully. Um, I'm sure we'll see a lot more of him now. And you can probably get him on the podcast. No, I know. That's I mean, like, if he's doing that, that would be awesome. Yeah. I would love to hear from him. And he's got his crew in those videos yeah. that always intrigues me. Like <laughs> they seem fun and he incorporates yeah. them into the videos, but like yeah, I don't know what I mean. Like he's doing like the eight million subscribers, Dude, maybe even more. And yeah, like, he's got he's got it made. He's like, I mean, you know, he's put a lot of hard work into it. I'm sure. Yeah, I would but love to hear how he got there because we met. He's such a likable person, though. Like even just on, I mean, I don't even know him, but right. I just you know, I'm I'm intrigued by his videos. I'm like, he's so involved and like he teaches a lot of things. Like I remember oh, he's awesome. when he was doing his first videos, so it was like fermentation. Yeah, and like oh, how to do your sourdough starter or how to like. Pickle, better pickles, or well, you know, the best like thing is not only is he entertaining, likable, mm-hmm. he's incredibly talented. He is. If that's what his videos were starting with, yeah. And then every time I watch one, it's not like I've watched some my fair share of things on YouTube as far as like cooking related, mm-hmm. and it sometimes gets redundant. And he always find like every time I watch, I'm like, oh, that was good. Yeah. It's not like oh, it's always just, good. Yeah, you didn't just pull some idea out of the hat just to have the mm-hmm. video. Yeah, because that's the balance, right? When you're when you're producing content, I mean, this is easy because your story is different from the next guest. Yeah, but like if you're doing episodes of yourself over and over, you got to do something to keep yeah. it. Cre- you know, no, he does a great job at it. Like like I said, so, I find myself super entertained by his videos as well. Yeah, um, but there's uh, back to that. There's not. Tons of them, and then it's a lot more personal because, yeah. like, it's yeah, you're f- kind of fending for yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the thing about it too is, like, if I mean, th- think about it from the client's perspective, right? Like, 
they have they hire a personal chef, right? And they really I truly liked what they did. Why change that, right? You know, like you have somebody oh, yeah. that somebody that's flexible with cuisine, somebody that can just come into your house and already knows it. You've already trusted them into your place. You know, like they're familiar. Like you don't want. To 12 people coming in and, and that out. is yeah. it right yeah. yeah and so you know i feel like that that is a little bit more competitive and you know i mean sometimes you know like i go to like i've hired i've been hired to to do personal chef kicks too and you know like the clients always just like oh yeah i used to work with blind blind like you know it was great but i think i think you're better or whatever you know like mm-hmm. you always hear that stuff but um you know, you never hear from them again, though. So you're just like, what? Yeah, do the math <laughs> Did you mean in your that? head. Right. Yeah. Um, that was them letting you down real nicely. Exactly, you know? yeah. So, you know, I think that that's just, if I was a client, that's just what I would do. I well, would trust pick, someone yeah. and that's it. Like, I mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and, and, and personal chefs are very flexible. They they can they can cater your party, too. If you have right. a party for 20 people, they can put that together. Yeah, totally. um, you know, so, but yeah, like our niche is, is, is shifting more towards, you know, just events. Yeah. Um, I like the, the micro wedding. Micro thing. weddings, micro events, bachelorette parties, and like, you know, anything in between. Um, but... We also want to stick to that just because, you know, we put a lot of attention, you know, on our on our food. Like, we, we visually, we want it to look a certain way mm-hmm. um, and appeal to people and just, you know, change their perspective on what, you know, you usually get at a party like that. Yeah. Um, Have you ever met or consulted or whatever the term would be just like with, I mean, Royal Fig. Yeah. But like some of the other guys. I mean, like... I like would like to break down that wall or hope it is broken down where people are like going to each other, you know what I mean? For yeah. for help. Cause like it's only gonna get better if it's like that. That's why Austin's so great in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um I mean, you know, I, I think the the support that I that I get from the people that I've met and from the chefs that I've worked under and for for everybody like that, I think that, that you know, that that has carried mm-hmm. Daffodil for sure. Um, and the reason why I say, you know, like you, you're, you're right. Like, I think that, you know, breaking that wall, because for example, you know, after this, I'm going to go meet with, with this dude that wants to, to open his own little catering thing. And like, he was, he was asking for advice Good. and I was like, bro, let's do it, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's meet up for coffee. I love, like everything is fresh. Yeah. You know, I'm like not even a year into this. So I have a lot of information that I think you could use. Yeah. No, that's um, awesome. And, you know, like, do I see that as competition? No, but not, I'm not even, you know, saying that in a, in a it, egotistical way. Like right. it's, you know, it's. No, I follow you. It's somebody that you know that you truly want to, you know, that person to do well. There's well, plenty I mean, of money to be made in Austin. Well, you said it. You know, you have a family. They invite a chef in. Like mm-hmm. any family is going to think, oh, we had him. Why would we go with somebody else? Yeah. We know he's clean and he's, you know, we we can trust him. But if it starts to be known that hey, these are kind of like restaurants. They yeah. try these guys one night. You know, it's yeah. like hey, you've been eating the same thing every night, so to speak, mm-hmm. even though they're serving different food. But like try this guy because everybody's cooking with a different twist right yeah yeah yeah, for sure um and i mean you know now with with a lot of people in the industry branching out to just be their own thing right um you know i think that you have a lot of diversity yeah Yeah. you have a lot of diversity with with food with people with attitudes with you know just you just get to know different different types of people um but yeah i mean you know we 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 just try to stick to that and you know like big 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 shout out to to royal fig because like i said they've been super kind to me right. and they've they've helped me oh yeah um navigate this thing chef and stacy's good guy to chef and his wife like you know i'm, I'm happy because 
our relationship was broken for a little bit. I wouldn't say broken. I would say just kind of like in, in a hard pause mm-hmm. because of what I was going through. But right. you know, he was you know he was super super you know kind to just like let me talk to him again and um you know we reconnected and he had me over to his house and you know we had Good. dinner and it was great um before we wrap up here mm-hmm. um i got two questions for you where what, what i potty talk yeah favorite bathrooms here in austin you did you answered this already? I didn't because oh, okay. last time we missed that. I, I was I was naive. Oh, and I didn't. Okay, so have you done some research? <laughs> I, I've been to a lot of bathrooms now. Okay, um, and I always think about that question. Um, but so we, we recently went to Laundrette for brunch. Yeah, and I I think that their restaurant okay. was pretty pretty dope. Sweet, super okay. clean, nice little like, print on the wall too. There you go. Yeah. That's that's like the money maker and like. It's it adds such a layer to like of course so if you go to Laundrette it's you're gonna have an amazing experience yeah. and then you get to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's also like the first time that I see a, a, a urinal that goes all the way down to the floor in yeah. a restaurant. Those are I've seen that I think they have that in like Culinary Dropout. Oh, yeah. it's very yeah it's it's very it makes it's sense private right? yeah it's, it is it's, it's, it's also just, easy to clean the floor around it because yeah. you just like you know, totally Laundrette. That's, yeah. There's Laundrette the good. So. Um, the uh, and I love when people tell me they think about me when they go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've heard that before, but yeah, it's the question. I know. <laughs> the um, I mean, feel free. I should start saying it <laughs> in the bathroom. Throw it on your story and say hashtag. You know what? Talk. You know what you should do. You should have stickers like Austin all day stickers yes. and put them on the in potty the bathrooms. Talk, potty talk stickers. Put them in the bathrooms. Um, Just and tie the, them. The last question is. Um, and my favorite question, because anybody listening is most likely getting hungry. Yeah. Um, favorite places to eat, the go-tos for a chef who loves food, where do you go? I I honestly, I just have to say Emirate Rye. Like, yeah. it's just... It's just solid. It's an experience. Always. I've been there, you know, I, I've been there quite a few times from when I was working for them, but also just after. And, and you know, it's, it's it's always just solid. It's always, always good. It's always, you know, people just, I don't know, it's just, there's something about it. It's Do you always, get the tasting menu regularly? You know, I've never had the tasting oh, menu wow. because, so last time that I went, we took my mom because my mom actually works for the restaurant. Um, she she oh. does housekeeping for them. Oh, nice. And, um, you That's know, she, cool. she was always so intrigued. She was just like, I want to know why they make this like that. Or, like, she's always like keeping an eye on the kitchen, right? Yeah. So she's like, oh, I just want to know what, 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 what are they doing? Like she, it's funny because this is going to be kind of a funny story, but um, so Hoshigaki, right? The, the persimmons that hang and okay. dry out into, into like prunes and they become okay. rings. So there have those there at Emerald Rye. So when they, when the persimmons are in season, they usually hang them because that's just traditional, right? Yeah. You hang them so the sugars can develop and it right. becomes almost like a prune and they can, can be shave nasty that. Nasty before. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And so my mom was just like, I, th- I don't think they realize that they have like Christmas ornaments that are like <laughs> spoiling. Like they have right. fruit that they hung. I think it was decoration, but like it's going bad and they don't know that. Right. And I was just like, oh, mom, no, that's not what it is. And so like <laughs> I introduced her to like what persimmons are and whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but I thought that was super adorable. Like somebody yeah. Yeah, like that doesn't really know. That 
is very like you know culture centric. Like she yeah. only knows her culture and that's it. But anyway, so she wanted to go and try out the food. So we said, hey, you know what, mom? Like I'd love to treat you. Like let's go to MRI. Totally. And we had a really, really, really good experience. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. it is that. I mean that's a great suggestion. Yeah. You know, if you really get down to like the brass tacks, like that's a great answer, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I always, I'm always hoping people go try these places. I do love the hole in the walls that yeah. people will give away, right? Mm-hmm. And then because those are those are great, right? yeah, 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 the little food trucks that you should try. You know, I, I, I feel like I don't know why, but I'm, I'm just. I don't. I don't go to food trucks. No, and there's not. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just yeah. I don't. You know, I don't ever find myself saying like, "Oh, you know what? Let's go try this food truck." Because right. it, you should. You're in Austin, right? Like, yeah. Well, I you? like that barstool sports guy, Dave Portnoy. Mm-hmm. You know him. Mm-hmm. So I was doing these like two minute pizza reviews. It's all over the place, and it's ridiculous because it just pops up on my feed, and I watch it. It's only two minutes. So it keeps feeding me them. Mm-hmm. But he came to Austin. He said, "It's all food trucks. Everything's food truck." He's going to this place, and I was like. I li- it doesn't. It's not all food trucks. Like <laughs> I, you know what I mean. It does not feel like that. But to people coming, you know, and yeah. they just think food trucks. And like I think that that's like a thing, but it's not dominating. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe it's just more than anywhere else. I think you just see them everywhere. I think that that's part of the reason why I like, don't you even. Would, I see tr- tr- uh, parks. You know, I, th- like, I, th- I think we don't see them because we pass like. Oh, they buy them so much that it just becomes kind of like right. you know yeah. what I mean. I think and about they also it. have their little setups. Like they'll have the park that like you don't even see because you just yeah drive yeah. by it. You, you know? just drive by it. So that's like funny. you know I, I you know unless you stop and make an effort to like see every food truck that's like on your way home like right. you know. But if you if I'm pretty sure and like I know because even I I live all the way out by Tesla, and you know that area is kind of like barely picking up. So there's right. still like one supermarket. Yeah, well, um, and you know like. There's at least they have a little food truck park there, right? With about eight food trucks. Oh, and is then, Ranch Hand over there? Do you know? Do you know at all? Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember people talking about getting the opportunity to set up over there because that's mm. a money maker. If yeah. all those people, that place is. I think you. I've heard that. You know, I kind of want to just like go on their website and see if I can tour the factory because it's like impressive. I but mean, I've heard that they have restaurants in there and I wonder if it's true. Oh, I bet that place is I mean, they gigantic. have to, right? It's like, the size of a small state. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I wonder how many how many employees can they hold? Like, oh my God. 5,000? I, I have no idea, but that it's, is so big. Yeah, I mean, imagine all that food. But That guy's a piece of work too. Yeah. I mean, they probably do have tours available knowing his personality. Yeah. I'm sure it would I, I'm be. sure. I mean, imagine he just toured the Tesla factory into Tesla. Right. <laughs> that would, would be Cool. Um, well, thank you again yeah. for coming. I would w- welcome you back again for a third round. Thank you for having me again. Lost, but bring your uh, bring your lady. Come talk. Bring yeah. anybody you'd like. If you ever want to come in the future, please. The door's always open. Thank you. Always lo- love love doing podcasts again. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad that this happened again and that we got to talk yeah. a little bit more in detail. And nobody knows the again. There's a lost <laughs> tape. It's in the archives. It's a lost tape. Hey, it might be a release one. Well, day. I know it may, right? Because <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with our podcast. No, 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 no. It's just like things happen. We're both like, let's just do another one. <laughs> or we could just even be like, oh, this is the before, the before and, and after. This is after, right? Right? People would be like, what happened to it? I know, dude. Seriously. <laughs> oh my god, no. Yeah. It's. Uh, but thank you so much for coming. Check Daffodil Culinary out on Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Check out the website, and yeah, just yeah. I'd love, I'd love to to hear from anybody that wants to know more about it. Absolutely. Chef Daniel Gasper, thank you. Thank you, thank you.